Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Two former they say they were fired without warning and believe racial discrimination played a role. Steve Lucavina has the story. CPC spoke to two employees who both worked at this sports bar that's co-owned by the Habs and by the large restaurant company Cara Food Services. They've worked here since it opened last fall. Both say they never had any problems, any complaints, written or verbal, about their work from managers. Both uh, a week ago, called into the office and told, much to their surprise, that they were being let go. And in both cases, they say they got the same kind of speech. They say they asked for specific reasons and were told general things, such as they didn't meet the standards of the company, that they perhaps uh, their level of service wasn't up to scratch. But no specific incidents were pointed out. Then they were compared to two other co-workers, both white, uh, uh, French-origin Quebecers, and said that those two were ideal employees commenting on their work ethic, but also their appearance. And that led these two to believe that they were victims of discrimination. That's when uh, a few red flags went off in my head. I was like, okay, this is, uh, this is, I don't want to think of it that way, but I had no, I, I couldn't find any other reason to think it wasn't racial discrimination. Maybe they just think, they think that, you know, white French Quebecers are the people who represent 1909. For them, that's, that's what's right for them, but, you know, it's not acceptable. It's not supposed to be this way. CBC also spoke to a third employee, also a visible minority, also fired a couple of days after these two, who said she got the exact uh, same speech. She didn't want her name used for privacy reasons. Uh, all three have decided to file complaints with Quebec's Human Rights Commission about this, and they sent those in writing already. Uh, we uh, tried to get an interview with the owners of uh, the tavern. They sent us a written statement basically saying that they're going to do a third-party investigation to look into this, that they take diversity hiring very seriously, and they want to be sure that nothing wrong happened here. Steve Brugavina, CBC News, Montreal. Good evening, and welcome to the Holy Spirit Blog Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Mr. G.L. Hart, and I thank you all for tuning in. I wanted to start off the show tonight. Uh, dealing with this this particular uh, incident uh, because um, it has been in the news as of late um, uh, dealing with Buffalo Wild Wings and Buffalo Wild Wings is a is a um, a, a um, tavern or uh, family uh, it's a slash tavern slash family style restaurant that sells you know primarily wings finger food for the most part. Uh, but however, um, it was an incident uh, this past weekend where um, uh, there was an African American fa- family that came in there, and they came in as a party of sixteen. And they and and and, but uh, lo and behold, when they when they got there, um, the party kind of, the, the party grew. Um, 
to actually um, 18. So here we are, uh, African African American families that are coming in uh, to celebrate. Uh, nevertheless, to have a celebration of some kind, and they and they had kids and whatnot as well. And I think there was 12 children and six adults. Uh, they were coming there to just enjoy themselves and have some wings and burgers and whatnot. And lo and behold, there was a there there is a regular guest, and I'm going to talk a little bit more in depth about these regular guests. There was a regular guest there that was um um you can say a racist white supremacist and he did that like black folk so this this one guy who's a regular at this uh buffalo wild wings he didn't want their black table near him so the the server and the host um they were bold enough to, to tell the party that hey um we gotta move y'all because uh that guy over there, he don't like black people. And they proceeded to try to move him. And nevertheless, this party, this family of 18, uh, they moved to a, a, another location. Uh, thank God for that. So here we are. Uh, we doing this show. And, and I titled it... Um, is Buffalo Wild Wings the only restaurant that patronized racist guests? And that answer is no. I've been I've been in the uh, the restaurant hospitality industry uh, for over thirty five years, and I've seen a lot of buffoonery, a lot of foolishness uh, that went on, a lot of racism, major racism uh, in 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 the uh, hospitality industry of all sorts. I've seen it from the airport. I've seen it from uh, various uh, restaurants over the, the years that I've worked at. I, I, I've seen it from the employees, from the management staff, as well as, as, well as uh, primarily from the guests. And 99.9% of the time, it is allowed. This foolishness is is allowed uh, to take place. And what am I ashamed that is? Just last year, if, if you all can remember, uh, there was an incident. Uh, several there were several incidents with Starbucks. Whereas, um, on one incident, uh, there, there, there was an employee who who was sleeping. You know, he was stu- he was studying. You know, for a test. And this particular employee was sleeping uh, at a Starbucks. And while he was sleeping, uh, one of the managers called the police on this um, patron who was just just taking a nap. He was studying um, and whatnot, and 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 that caused an incident. And then several months later, and I, I believe in Philadelphia, same same uh, situation dealing with a Starbucks. Uh, there were two uh, young African American men that were waiting uh, to have a meeting. Uh, I think uh, dealing with dealing with selling property or real estate of, of some kind. And while they were waiting, again another manager, uh, I guess assumed felt they looked suspicious, and they decided to call the uh, police on them as well. And 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 but these young men, unfortunately, uh, 
they were arrested and they were handcuffed. And um, and again, they, they I think they went on several several shows to talk about the incident. And um, Starbucks began uh, shortly after that to have a sensitive, a sensitivity training uh, uh, about racial bias in the in the whole nine. And uh, and a little bit shortly, I'm, I'm going to play this um, um, this video that was done several, I think a year ago, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was it was called confronting racial bias in in the restaurant industry. And CBS uh, this morning uh, they did that back in um, back in June of 2018, and um, it was a panel of, of uh, servers and, and hosts and, and uh, management, and they were sitting around just really discussing um, different scenarios uh, dealing with race uh, in the in the um, in the restaurant industry, and um, very interesting um, conversation that they had. But but I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna add my two cents on the end because even, even though this was a noble thing that they did. Uh, they really missed the mark uh, on several things that um, should have really been the subject of the matter, nevertheless. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this article that I, I found, and um, let's see, can I find this article in just one second? Uh, no, 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 no. There was an incident back in um, several years ago, uh, back in D.C. Um, and this bartender, uh, beautiful, beautiful young lady who, who was a, she was a college student. Uh, this was back in uh, twenty six, back in twenty sixteen. Uh, it, it was a upscale bar uh, in Washington D.C. And this uh, African American woman, her name was Brigetta Harden, no relationship to me, uh, but she was awarded um, nearly seven hundred thousand dollars by a federal jury in a racial discrimination case that was brought against uh, this bar, and the bar was called Redline Bar. Wonderful article that came out, and again, you can check out that article. It, it was actually in the Washington Post in February of 2016 in the Washington Post. And and, and basically uh, what, what transpired was this young lady was hired as a bartender and she had worked there for several weeks. And, um, and lo and behold, um, the owner came in. And when the owner, and he, he was a white man, a white gentleman, but when the owner came in, um, he went to man, he went to the managers and he told them, that um, well, he told the managers to fire her, <laughs> and 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 they subsequently they, they fired her. And, and um, when she asked why they fired her, and, and and she they basically told her, you know, basically how he felt. He just felt like, you know, her being an African American, um, she was she was not the ideal uh, employee to be behind a bar. Um, her look, and you know, and and she, he, he would prefer a young blonde woman. And um, so they ended up firing his sister. And um, so in January, it, it happened uh, a few years before that. 
but but the but the um the award came down I'm sorry in January 20, uh, 2016 but it happened several years uh before this incident and and um I think it was, it was like a first job or something but um this is this is this is not this is not a a, a um a once in a while incident that um they found a situation like this happening. I remember last year uh, in the summer in Macon, Georgia, a restaurant called Cheddar's, a Cheddar's Restaurant, and um, I did a show. I did a show on that when it, when, it, when it happened. But there were two military African American women who. We're in the parking lot parking the car and, and, and whatnot, and they're trying to find a spot. It was, it was busy, and they found a spot, and a 72-year-old a, a white woman and her son, uh, I, don't, I don't know what transpired, but, but they felt like they should have gotten that spot. So in the parking lot, the, 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 the white woman is screaming, you know, you got my spot, you effing idiots, and, and, and just a barrage of, uh, racial epithets, uh, so to speak, and the thing rolls over inside of the, of a restaurant where, mind you, one of the uh, uh, military uh, women, um, she was she was eight months pregnant at the time. So they, if I'm not mistaken, they parked in a handicap because she was eight months pregnant, and and I think that the 72 uh, year, year old woman, um, even though she walked pretty fine, she had a handicap sticker too. And she thought that the uh, the two young women uh, were just parking there because it, it, it was closer, and, and and there lies the issue. But as they as they go inside of the restaurant, this woman just lit into them, calling them out their names and the n word and this and that and following around and it, it, it got so bad where people people began to record it. Now mind you, I'm watching the recording. <laughs> In this restaurant, it's predominantly filled with African American people in the first place. But this this woman didn't care. And then when 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 the military woman who was eight months pregnant politely said, "Ma'am, you know, can you please stop putting your finger in my face?" You know, and and uh, so she started recording the lady, as well as well as other people began to record her. But but to make this thing a, a, a long story short. Um, she ended up slapping the camera out of the pregnant woman's hand, and people were saying, "Ma'am, ma'am, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. She's pregnant." Now, mind you, this woman, this woman had a handicapped sticker, but she was swinging like hell and walking and walking just fine. You know, and her forty-year-old, fifty-year-old 50 son is 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 right beside her, egging on. And thank God that uh, um, some of the guests had to step in and 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 and, and block this military. These two military women from engaging in any type of confrontation with this white woman, and subsequently, uh, the, the uh, white lady she ended up she ended up being arrested, and um, she went to jail. And for this, so 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 th- th- this is this is something that that happens so often, man. That 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 it is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We'll take this quick commercial break. Then we'll come back 
and we'll talk about several other incidents that that have happened. Um, again, from 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 the airport, some of my experiences that have happened from from the airport: Red Lobster, uh, Longhorns. Uh, there's a incident that with Papa John's as, as well as Hardee's. I'm gonna talk about those things, and then I'm gonna play this this um, video uh, from from the um, CBS uh, this morning news talking about confronting the racial bias in the industry. Take this break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Union Gateway Supply, serving the North Metro Atlanta Georgia area, features professional hair care, skin care, and beauty supply products for all occasions. Located on the corner of Alpharetta Highway and Holcomb Bridge Road, PDNK provides hair care services for braiding, sewing, corn roll, and much, much more. Call today and make an appointment, or stop by and see us. One people, one community. Hair, hair, and more hair. PDNK Beauty Supply, designed with you in mind. Family owned and operated, God-driven. Thank you. Wait, we're back. So, as we all know, uh, Papa John's uh, had an incident a couple of years ago uh, with the uh, with the owner, uh, the the uh, owner of Papa John's, when he uh, had some emails that got leaked out, some racial uh, emails uh, that he had to. Eventually, the uh, board members uh, decided to have him to step down, um, and and um, from that, he lost a lot of uh, business. From um, the sports arena and so on and so forth, people, people begin to—I wouldn't say boycott, but, but a lot of the, you know African American people um, um, begin not ordering Papa John's pizza, which I didn't know that, that we ordered Papa John's pizza. But nevertheless, um, that was that was one of, one of, one of the things that happened that it, it kind of hurt um, its um, minorities uh, with these incidents uh, of his racial. Um, um, Emails that that came out, and, and I, I forgot his name. It's John something, but I, I, I can't remember his, his name. But nevertheless, he went through that incident. And there was also an incident with the Hardys. Uh, the guy that owns Hardys, but not mistaken, uh, I think it's yeah Hardys, and um, he, he he had some racial. Um, and this this is the owner, and he talked about with you know he did, he he felt like uh, humans were worthless and and that if he could get away with not paying them, uh, he certainly would, you know, in all of his restaurants. And he said his ideal uh, would be uh, to hire robots and replace uh, humans with robots. This is so amazing that here you have these men, you know, owners of restaurants, Papa John's, um, Hardee's, and so on and so forth. I believe degrees. Somebody helped them get to wherever they are. I, I don't care if, it, if it's their granddaddy, their, their mother, their father, but somebody human had to help them get to where they are. And as soon as they get their silly asses up to a point to make millions and even billions, they just figure, I don't even need humans anymore. So what, what, what kind of freaking planet do you want to create where you're sitting on your silly ass all day long because your ego is just is just that damn low that you need you you need to feel like you're so superior. When truth be told, men of this type of stature, they know they're a piece of shit. Brooks, Brooks Brothers suit, Ivy League degrees, 
sitting on millions of dollars. They know they're a piece of shit. Because anything to do with this planet and with the people that are in control now, everything has to be backwards. Dr. Amos Wilson taught us that a long time ago, that in order to live on this planet, in this type of society, you have to be backwards. <laughs> and so everything that, that, that you think is, is normal is abnormal, is abnormal. Why do you think young people begin to act out so early? Because they, they have an unction in their spirit because they're not tainted yet. There's something is wrong. Something is terribly wrong with our education, what I'm learning, <laughs> what my parents are teaching me. Something don't make any sense. They can't put their finger on it. So they act out. They're like, I got to escape this shit. So they become they become punk rockers. Um, they become different, uh, uh, like punk rock. Uh, some some join games, depending on the ethnicity. Um, some some join um, weird clubs. But they but they but they do everything they can to escape from who they are. Because who, who 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 the parents are trying to shape them? I'm not talking about all the kids. Now I'm, I'm talking about the ones who who are selected. Because not all of us are selected. We all God's children, <laughs> but not not all of us have that unction and have that assignment of being the change. And you think, oh, he's an unruly child, and she's an unruly child, and she drinks a lot. She parties. She's trying to teach. She's trying to escape the buffoonery of what you're saying. Go to school, get an education, be in debt before you graduate with, with, with student loans. You know, I asked man that sounds before I could even get the opportunity to find myself at 20, 21 years old. I'm in a hundred thousand dollar debt. And you call that American dream? That's a nightmare. And I know I, I got off track all of a sudden, but I just had to say that. It was just in my spirit to even go there. But when I worked at the airport, um. During the orientation, they told us. They told us and told us. They told us that that, that you you were going to find a lot of people who were not used to seeing a lot of African Americans, especially in, in the Atlanta airport. It, it is the you know the size O'Hare being one and two, depending on the season. Atlanta is known for the world's busiest airport, especially around Thanksgiving time because it's the hub. So we were told about the racism uh, that, that we would encounter with people from the Midwest, um, South, of course, as well, but, you know, upstate, upstate, you know, you know, you, you Montana, Wyoming, and so on and so forth. And, and you would hear people. 
I was called nigga so many times, I thought that was my nickname. You asking for the ID? Nigga, are you crazy? Because because if you if I bartended at the airport, so nevertheless, if you you know, their policy is no matter how old they look, you gotta you gotta call everyone. And a lot of people, they didn't want you to even touch them. They would put when 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 they would when they would pay, they would throw their card at you or their money at you, cause, you know, and then they tell you to put it down. That's what I mean by backwards. You're a grown ass man or woman, and you think of skin color. Make somebody inferior to your silly ass. And then you then you walk store ass in a church. What the hell are you praying to? You 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 think that's a white supremacist God waiting on you? So amazing. But that job, I worked there seven years, man, and, and, and it, it was you you be called a coon. I saw beautiful women called coon, nigger. Monkey, so amazing. In 2019, <laughs> so I mean, by educated people, uneducated people, doesn't matter. I worked at Red Lobster some years back, over tw- over 20 some years ago. Same thing with them. They had a policy where they would put black people in the back of the restaurant. <laughs> All the way in the back, and, and what was so bad about it? Because Sunday was a busy day, you know, for church folks and and, and a lot of African Americans when after church they, they they have large parties, twenty twenty top thirty. You know, we come deep. No, we we know that. They would put all the black people in the smoking section, and the majority of black folk didn't smoke. So, you, and, and this restaurant was in Orlando, Florida. It, it, it was a pretty pretty big restaurant. You know, Fort Red Lobster, and I, I guess because of it being Orlando and Disney, it was a much larger size, and it, it had a huge room for party for large parties. So they were they were suited for twenty twenty tops and forty tops and so on and so forth. And you would look over the restaurant. And I'll never forget one night; it was so busy. And of course, I, I was in the black section, and, and 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 a white woman, she walked over to me, a guest. She said, "Why are all the black people in the back?" I was so naive. I'm, I'm 19, 20 years old. I'm, I'm working. I'm busy. And I looked. She goes, look. I look around, and I'm like, holy crap. She's right. <laughs> They're all in the back. You know, so she went up front, and I followed her. She asked the manager, why are all the African, why? no, she said, why are all the black people in the back? Well, ma'am, uh, because they're in the party, and then, and then, and she goes, no, they're not in the party. And she just started single-handedly pointing them out, you know. And after that, I feel some kind of I feel some type of way, because I'm like, man, that that that, that that's that's kind of jacked up, and, and, and I felt highly offended by that. And nevertheless, uh, I began to begin to speak out about that, and, and I became a nuisance uh, to management and, 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 and so on. And then, you know, I remember when Shaquille O'Neal, uh, if I think it, you know, it was Daryl Dawkins. The late Daryl Dawkins and his family came in there one night, and um, I think he was a party of 20. He, he was in my section, and, 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 and me and this other black young lady, and they took us out of our sections, put us in a, a white section for, for the, 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 the weaker servers, and took two white girls and, and gave them the party. 
the whole time they call they calling uh, uh, Daryl Dawkins a monkey. His mother, because his mother was tall. I think Daryl was like seven feet tall, however, six eleven, seven feet, but he was about three hundred something pounds. He's a big, big guy. And they called him Grape Ape because there was a cartoon back then called Grape Ape. It was amazing. I was furious. So furious. Did the same thing with Shaquille O'Neal when he came in. When he he joined the Orlando Magic, Monkey Grape Ape. The the general manager will be in the making monkey sound. So it goes both ways. This this racial bias goes both ways. I was at Longhorns working, and um, there and, and there was there was there was a few regulars. And one thing about regulars, they're loners. <laughs> you know, I don't because I, I don't know why Buffalo Wild Wings would care would give, would give a damn about one one. A, 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 a regular guest because most regular guests they don't bring people with them they they loners they come by the damn self. Your, your little twenty dollars twenty dollars uh, three times a week uh, is not gonna make me or break me. Versus this eighteen top that's gonna probably come back. This is a no brainer. But this is this is how huge race is a factor in in this backwards society. Nonetheless, this this particular uh, uh, guy at Longhorns, the bartender uh, uh, told us, "Oh, he's racist. He hates black people, and he hates this. He hates Obama. This, this, this uh, when President Obama was president, he he hates Obama. He said he wish he can go out and and, and and like the old days and hang Obama, and you know, just amazing. But he would sit there and try to pick up black women <laughs> again backwards." I'm gonna play this insert, man, uh, from again CBS Morning News. I want you to listen to this. And I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna give you my two cents on uh, what I think the, the the real issue is. Philadelphia about how companies train their employees to avoid racial bias. A recent Harvard Business Review study found discrimination is prevalent in the customer service industry. Study discovered hotel employees gave a 20% more restaurant recommendations to white people than to black or Asian people. It also says race affects employees' politeness. WCBS anchor and CBS News contributor Maurice DeBois' name is here to show us how a chain of restaurants in the Washington, D.C. area is tackling this issue. This is very interesting to a lot of people. Maurice, good morning. Good morning to you. Thank you all. And uh, good morning, everyone. Busboys and Poets is a restaurant and bookstore chain that employs about 650 people across six locations in Washington. For the past 13 years, restaurateur Andy Shalal has been conducting his unique brand of racial bias training for his employees. We recently attended a training session with a group of 10 millennials. We met in a room after, uh, named after Langston Hughes, a renowned poet who was once a busboy. Can you be colorblind in America? I know. Oh. Being colorblind is like completely rejecting somebody's culture and who they are and how they are. This is kind of my headquarters. Race has perplexed artist turned restaurateur Andy Shalal since he first came to America in 1966 as a 10-year-old Iraqi refugee. My family lived in Virginia. And back then, I was introduced to race in America. It hits you right in the face. Absolutely, because I was a small boy with an afro and darker skin, sometimes 
thought I was black. Some people thought I was white. Some people thought I was who knows what. What does the kid make of that? It's confusing because I didn't know what they did. race. Shalal set out to create a community where people of different cultures and races could interact. He shares his vision with employees every couple of weeks at anti-bias training. For a lot of white people, for instance, I always hear them say that I'm colorblind. Like that's the ultimate, the ultimate space to be in, which means that you don't see color and therefore you don't have any racism or prejudice in your bones. That's it. We're saying you're colorblind, like you don't really see me. Is not to be colorblind, your goal should be more to see me, see my politics and appreciate that. How does race impact the way you serve? For me, I'm not gonna say race doesn't exist. It does. But I bring my same attitude to any table that I go to. Well, let's say a host at the front door. It's a Saturday morning. We just open the door. Let's say the entire space is open at that moment in time. So the hostess wants to see people according to sections. So the black couple walks in through the door. They walk through an entire empty restaurant, and they get seated in that back corner. What is the black couple thinking? If we put them in the back. Yeah. Why, why are you sitting in the back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had that happen to me. Yeah, like, can you tell me about the back? I'm going by the location. Uh, and this server had gotten in. They were like a person, and they hadn't gotten to the table yet. So you just set them randomly at the next table. But what you have to do is explain. You have to keep the lines of communication open, because if you don't, then people will think that this. And now you yeah. out now, let me ask you this. Let me go back to my example. What if a white couple walks in and they get seated in that back corner? What's the white couple thinking? They got the whole room to ourselves, honey. Yeah. Oh, it depends what the host looks like. Everyone reads the book by its cover, no matter what you think. I was having this conversation with a gentleman the other day um, in the Uber ride. It's on the way to work. He said, why is being black different than being any other race or any other color? Was he black or was he? He was black, uh-huh. and I was like, because they can see us coming. Uh, Physically, yeah. you can see us coming, and you can make your perception from there. What about main takeaways here? How are you going to change the way you do your job? To me, this discussion is a mindfulness exercise. It's an invitation to be deliberate and to not sink into the biases that I have built up over many years. And it's a reminder to practice compassion. What are you going to do the next time you run into an ugly situation? My first thing is always to question someone. Because to question someone is to take that next step or open that door. Yeah. You got to first be aware that there is a bias in order to like, you know, fix it. And they probably didn't even know they were doing it. You know what I mean? Anybody think, wow, this is a nice discussion, but people are people are going to be who they are and nothing's going to change. I think that when you were hired, here, you've already demonstrated that your mind is open enough to accept other people's experiences and learn about them and about yourself. So I think what I heard you say is that the people who need to hear this aren't here right now. I do think that we need to bring this conversation to a wider audience. Like we could all have these ideas, but to want to go out and physically start the conversation, that's the hardest thing to do. Is the word as simple as respect? Is that all it is? Yes. Respect other people? I think the biggest, biggest problem, at least in America, when it comes to race relations, is like recognizing just like where we are as a person and as a people uh, to, to figure out exactly how we fix the problem. Now, 
Shalal acknowledges these conversations are just the first step, not the solution necessarily. Shalal has a history of being politically active. He ran for mayor of Washington in 2014. He now sees these training sessions as a way of creating change in his small corner of the world. All right. I think that was a, a pretty good um, by this, um, this artist and restaurateur named Andy Shalal. Uh, 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 an Iranian who came over uh, nearly uh, half a century ago, uh, 50 years ago. Uh, wonderful thing, thing, bias training that he's doing, um, but watching this, the, the 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 sad thing is, again, the majority of the uh, people were young uh, millennials, of course, but they, they were all minorities. Hispanic, I saw. Uh, Asian, I saw look um, like um, it was Hispanic, uh, Asian, look like Arab, and, and so on, so forth. So, so different races, and I think it was there was two two white guys um, that were there as well. And I think one, well, I think one was a manager at at that that particular restaurant uh, that they were doing the training, and, um, and so uh, they talked about how does race impact how you serve. And it really does, man, because, again, I, I bartended and served for a long time. And I've, I've, I've had people say, I don't want no nigga serving me, <laughs> or, the, or, or I want somebody white serving me. You know, and, 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 or, or their whole demeanor when they see it changes. And, and I'll ask them, I'll say, hey, you know what, let me get you somebody else. And, of course, they're embarrassed by that, but but – by me being in in this industry for, for over thirty plus years, oh, I I know the science. So so trust me, you you don't have to say a whole lot, and um and I certainly will accommodate you. And, and I would do that. I would I would find somebody white for them real quick, and just move on because I I want you to enjoy yourself. And and if 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 you hate you hate a skin color that bad, then then that's fine. I think maybe you should stay home or, or try to find a, a place that. That's predominantly white in your area, versus trying to go out in the real world, and, and then you get caught up by seeing people of all races and colors, and, and, and then you got a problem. Again, backwards. <laughs> you got to be backwards, you know. And also, when they talked about the incident of sitting in the back, uh, sitting sitting a black couple in the back, that that's happened to me. And um, and he's right, you know. I don't care if you in Atlanta or you in Chicago or you in Canada. You ask them why I'm in the back. They'll say the same thing. Well, the server, you know, that's his station, so we start from the back and blah, blah, blah. Same thing. Same thing. A lot of times they're instructed to put you in the back through management. You know, and and, and, and I promise you, if, if hostess could get together and really talk about what they're told and write a book, man, that thing will blow your mind. It will absolutely blow your mind on the racism that goes on in, in, in all restaurants. All restaurants. And then they talked about people, people of people. You know, and, and, and that's the part I want, I want to chime in on real quick uh, before, before I end this, end this broadcast. The people are people and also respect. Depending on you know, people's background, where they come from, how they were raised, 
that's embedded that's embedded in them. Some people know how to turn it on, turn it off, and I can I can be a racist, but but I know to act cordial when when I am in public and so on and so forth. But, but, but a lot of people just can't do it. And in this Trump era, era people people feel like hell. I ain't got to do it no more. <laughs> you know, I can just be mean. I can be a mean, rotten son of a bitch and, and, and say what I want to say, go back to Africa, or build that wall, or, or, or whomever, whatever. We're living in a very mean, mean world. And while you're walking around looking at somebody's skin tone, you have a you have a international group of leaders collectively. Don't, don't don't think they you know they they are enemies are trying to depopulate this whole damn world through the air, through water, through food, murders, any means possible, health care. You see that with, with the opioid crisis, they're trying to de- depop and, and they don't have no bias about well. We don't want to. We don't want to kill the whites. Just the black. They don't give a damn who it is, because they want the weakest and the easiest left left on this planet. Some of them are white. Some of them are black. <laughs> they don't have a bias about that. And here we are as a nation of people walking into these these supermarkets, Whole Foods, and and, and WalMarts, and so on, Kroger's, and all these places. Where Worldwide, and knowing that nearly eighty percent of the foods that they're selling us are poisonous, they try to kill us <laughs> through, you know, through the FDA, all legal. And you sit there worrying, worrying, worrying about, I don't want no nigger hurting me, man. These people are trying to kill all of us. They do not discriminate. This is not a game. Again, you got to be backwards because you're looking looking at the wrong thing, and that's what and, and that's what they want you to keep looking at the skin color, or they knocking your ass off. I see people daily going going in, uh, in hospitals for cancer, lupus, this disease, that disease, and they, and, and they got it through what through food, through water. Deodorant. They putting that suck that sucking in, in, anything and everything that, that that you use to get through your skin. And here we are still in 2019, going on 2020, worrying about the color of a person's damn skin. And we haven't revolted yet on on, on this demonic ass world that we're living in. This place has never been great, as uh, uh, as Donald Trump says, never been great. We've never, and I always say this, we've never built a place for God to dwell in with us. We, we, we've embraced this hell that we live in. We accept this hell. And we do nothing on a daily basis to change this hell. I'm going to end with this segment again, another one that um, woman and Jay Alexander, um, she faced racial discrimination as well uh, j- just um, a couple of months ago. And um, as I always say in party, man, thank you guys for tuning in. 
to love yourselves and to know yourselves and to know yourselves comes by spending time with God. We thank you, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Tonight, a woman who says she was forced to give up her seat at a J. Alexander's restaurant is claiming discrimination. The woman shot this video moments after she says the bartender took her drink and poured it down the sink, telling her she'd no longer be served. Mary Spool has the latest on the claims and what the restaurant is saying tonight. It's the video that's going viral. It shows the aftermath of an incident inside the J. Alexander restaurant in West Bloomfield involving Leah Gant, employees, and a customer. Leah Gant recorded the video after she claimed she was forced to leave the restaurant. Gant said it all started when a restaurant employee tried to force her to give up her seat for two white men on June 20th. When I did not get up for her to say, I am not going to serve you, and I had done nothing wrong. When she did not get up, Gant says the bartender told her she's not going to serve her and took her drink and dumped it in the sink. But Gant tells me things did not stop there. And he's yelling at me while I'm Gant says shortly after another customer threw his food towards her, this part of the video shows Gant being escorted out of the restaurant. Monday, attorney Maurice Davis with the Davis Law Group announced another customer, J.L. Jefferson, claims he was also treated unfairly that night on his wedding anniversary when he asked about their food. At this point, an Arab gentleman from the bar emerged using the N-word and told us to go home, and go home. At that point, uh, management assisted Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.